Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. To make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the NBA Exchange. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code NBAEX. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play download the prize picks app today peace peace you know what it is shaman s-k-y-z-o-o skazu live out the borough and this is the nba exchange with my man dexter henry you know how you doing it man log on tap in let's get into it What's up, everybody? Welcome to the NBA Exchange. It's your host, Dexter Henry. Glad for you guys to be joining me once again. Another episode. Got a good one today. I've been waiting to do this one for a while. We are going to be talking all about the Memphis Grizzlies. And no, I'm not doing this with Gerard. Everybody knows who watches, listens to the show. Gerard is a big Memphis Grizzlies supporter. He's been on the Memphis Grizzlies hype train. I have enjoyed watching the Memphis Grizzlies this year. If anybody knows, they're one of my most watched teams on League Pass. So I've really enjoyed watching them to talk about how good they are, how great they've been this season, what they can do in the future. So much good stuff to talk about regarding that. Joining me to talk about that is Sharon Brown of the Memphis Flyer. She is the beat reporter there for the Grizzlies. She also is the host of the Believe in Grizzlies podcast, really dope podcast about the Grizzlies. Sharon, how you doing? Thank you for joining the show. I'm doing good. How are you? I am. I am well. I'm well. Almost, almost as good as the team that you cover in in the Grizzlies. I'm so glad to have you join us here on the show. I gotta start off with this, Sharon, uh, with you when it comes to talking about the Grizzlies. What's it been like covering this franchise? You know, a lot of people they look at different market sizes in the NBA, and the Grizzlies had the grit and grind error, and now they've sort of risen back up to prominence in the NBA. What's it been like covering this team with all the young talent they've acquired and where they are right now? What's it been like covering the Memphis Grizzlies? 
it's been amazing. It really is. People who don't like basketball have been asking me about the Grizzlies, and they just love John Morant, and they love the uh, other guys as well. Yeah, it's been amazing. I went from a country for anything in the world. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you've you've thoroughly enjoyed it because it's been a great ride watching them and just seeing these guys develop. It's actually been really good. So we got to talk about the rise of the Grizzlies, right? I think for most people, Sharon, going into this year, they didn't think the Grizzlies would be where they are right now. It's a 48 and 22, number two in the Western Conference. I think a lot of people said, okay, the Grizzlies made the play in last year. They got into the playoffs. Maybe they'll have a lower Western Conference seed. Are you shocked that? how good they've been and where they are right now at number two in the West? My thing with the Grizzlies is like, I learned to not to underestimate them, but the simple fact is they have a chip on their shoulder. And then it's just like, they thrive when people say that, you know, they thrive to try to prove people wrong. Well, say that, well, they're not going to make the playoff this year, whatever. Have, have you not stop? You not, you need not to underestimate them. People need to stop that because it's just like, I think people predict them to, predicted them not to play be in the playoff. They predicted them to be like at the bottom of the, of the West. Some people did or whatever. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. The sky is the limit for them. And, and Sharon, you talked about that. They really have a chip on their shoulder. They're really a team that anybody has come at them. Anybody has underestimated them. They've been talking smack on the court, but they've been backing it up too, right? Right. It, it's just the fact that they respect people. They respect them, but they believe, like they say, we. I put my um pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else do. I put one shoe on at a time, so they're 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 not scared of anybody. They they believe they can complete compete with anybody, and they respect them, but they're not scared. And they talk smack, and they can back it up. Yeah, I love it. I love how they've been talking smack this year. They've stepped up to the Lakers, not scared of LeBron. There's been none of that. No no shooking the Grizzlies at all whatsoever. But this team, what was interesting for me, Sharon, was beginning of this year, we saw them, you know, they played okay to around 500 ball. Then John Morant gets hurt. And in a weird way, I thought that was an injury that could really hurt the team, but they got better even without him. And it's like the defense came together. What happened for the Grizzlies to have that turnaround? And why did they have such a good record even without Morant, their best player on the court? Because um, they didn't have it. Because, like, usually they was heav- heavily relying on Ja. And everybody else had to step up and do their part. And that's what they figured out. You know, Taylor Jenkins and his staff has been doing a wonderful job. And the guys, you know, got together and they figure out what we're going to. Because, like, um, one time after uh, a post game, um, Dylan Brooks, uh, Desmond Baines said Dylan Brooks told them that, you know, everybody needs to sacrifice something because they knew they had to step up really good, you know, when Ja was out. And they, even Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, he wasn't having a pretty good year before Ja went out. And then, you know, he had to step up. You know, sometimes you see the before Ja went out, you see the guys, they just standing around waiting for Ja to do something. But then, you know, it clicked in their head. Hey, we, we need to do this and we need to, you know, be together and fight, you know, while he's out. Yeah, it was almost, you know, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up, too. And obviously you being around the team, but it did seem like the team at that time, Sharon, they became even more unified. And one of the things that I was really impressed watching from afar and watching as much as I do was the defensive, the defensive improvement. They just became even a better defensive team. I think for a lot of people looking at the Grizzlies, they'll say, okay, Ja's not really a plus defender. 
but the overall team defense got better. And then Ja came back, and the defense was still really strong. How impressed have you been with their defense this season? And do you feel like that's what's kind of brought them up to this next level? It does because they, they are a fast-paced paced team. team, And then it's just like their defense leaves the offense. Either you will get deflections, um, you know, they uh, get the rebounding, they get steals, blocks, or whatever. And it, it just helped them if, you know, like when they're in transition, like if they go on really fast and everything, they get the fast break points and everything is just like that's when um they are really dangerous for other teams but you know like sometimes like with the half court offense uh they have struggles but when they get out and run can nobody beat them yeah man they're, they're, they're really good uh in the open court especially uh with number 12 john moran he is a beast out there in the open court now when you talk about that defense sharon you can't talk about the defense and you and i were talking about this a bit before we started recording, you can't talk about the defense without talking about Jared Jackson Jr., Triple J. I feel personally he has not been getting enough love, Sharon, for deep Defensive Player of the Year. He is clearly a catalyst uh, for this team's defense. Uh, should he be getting more love for Defensive Player of the Year, or, or am I bugging on that? Absolutely, because he leads the uh, league and blocks shots. Overall total, he's had multiple games where he had uh, six blocks. But me personally, I think some of the games he should have had seven blocks. But, you know, like the NBA, the people who doing the scoring, they're not they wouldn't giving him what he deserved. But anyways, um, yeah. But I think the only thing that hindering him, people look at, you know, his rebounding numbers, um, which is not like the other people who are leading the way. But defense is more than just rebounding. You know what I'm saying? It's more than just that. No, you're absolutely right about that. When you look at that, you're right, it's more than rebounding, right? It's about being able to guard multiple people. He can do that. He can, you can switch on him one through five. How good of a defender do you think he could be? Because he looks like he's just scratching the surface. How good of a defender do you think Tripp, Tripp can be? He's only 22 years old. Just look at that. He's only 22 years old, and then he's figuring out, out things, and then like his foul, fouling, has uh, cut down a lot. But if he could continue to defend without fouling, hey, he's going to be one of the best. Yeah, man, I'm really, I'm really excited about what he could do on that and the end of the ball. Now, there's also a lot of talk, Sharon, about one of, when people talk about, well, what can Memphis do in the playoffs? And we'll get to that a little bit later. But who is the Grizzlies' second-best player or second-best option right now in terms of scoring? Is it Triple J? Is it Desmond Bain? Who's that number two option for the Grizzlies in terms of scoring right now, in your opinion? But here's the thing. It's, it's a lot of the guys on the team that can be the number two, the number two option. It can be Triple J. It can be uh, Desmond Bain. It can be Dylan Brooks. Or it, it, it even can be um, DeAnthony Melson. Um, it can be Kyle Anderson some night. It, it just depends on the matchup, depends on the night. No one is going to try to do more than – what they are expected because any given any given night they can have somebody you know like with twenty points whoever gets hot but for me I think it's either Desmond Bain Dylan Brooks or Jaron me personally for you personally is that do you think that's a good thing Sharon that it is a bunch of guys that can't do this or does there need to be that one sort of bona fide number two option that you can rely on in the postseason. I don't think so. I, I think um, 
I don't think it needs to be a, you know, it's like if you have multiple guys that can do different things for you, that helps. You don't, because like, say for instance, like if you do have a scene, you only have like two players who can do that for you. But what if they have off nights? Because like um, with the Grizzlies, okay, say for instance, Jaron Jackson Jr. can have an off night. Desmond Bain can give you 24. Desmond Bain have an off night. Dylan Brooks can give you 25. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a good problem to have. Listen, having options on the offensive end is, is not a bad problem to have at all whatsoever. I will agree with you on that. And they have a lot of guys um, that have shown they can put the ball in the basket, at least in the regular season. So when we look about the playoffs and with that, you're, you're talking about the fact, Sharon, they have a lot of depth, which you're 100% right about. A lot of people will say the concerns when it comes to this team in the playoffs, and I know you will hear it out of Memphis, oh, they're young. Oh, we don't know what they can necessarily do. What Do you have any concerns about this roster in the playoff? Is it experience? Or do you have any concerns about the roster right now with the Grizzlies? Absolutely not. I mean, they went to the playoff last, last season when people didn't expect them to do it. I mean, this year, they don't have to be fighting in the play-in. This year, they may even have home court advantage. So, no, I don't have any concerns about the roster. I mean, I do have concerns about their um, half-court offense, but since Dylan Brooks is back, you know, he's going to help with that. And then it's just like, these guys are so smart. I mean, it's not like they're going to have to go play 20 teams. They're going to have to play one team. And Taylor Jenkins and his staff are, are good at adjusting. John Morant is good at adjusting. The other players are good at, at adjusting. So I think it's going to be a really good series. And I don't know who they're going to play, but I uh, I think they're going to get past the first round. Okay, yeah. I, and I think that I think they will, too. It's, it's a thing for me, Sharon, where I feel like, and it's going to be interesting when we get there, doesn't seem like they're scared of the moment. We talked about this during the regular season, and I have no reason to believe that they'll be scared of the moment come the playoffs. So with that being said, you just talked about how you see them getting past the first round, depending on who their opponent is, but you're very confident in that. Do you think they're dangerous to make even more noise than that in the playoffs, right? How dangerous do you think this Grizzlies team could be in the postseason? It it depends on them. I think it, the only thing in their way right now is them, because if they think they can do it and they adjust right, I mean, I think they probably would could possibly go to the Western Conference Finals. Wow, that would be a huge accomplishment for the Grizzlies but, to get. To me, it's just like mm-hmm. the season. The season is already a success because of where they are now. They they have broken plenty of records, you know, this season, and they may finish like number two in the league or three, and then just like that's better than any Grizzlies uh, team ever. So it's wow. already a success, and then they have a chance to, um win the Southwest division, something that they, that they have never done. Right. It could be a lot of first. It could be a lot of first for Memphis. I'm with you. I, I think no matter what happens to them here on out, the season's already been a success. They've already have a solid future. They've got a great young core. There's a, there's a lot of success for them th- this year, which kind of leads me to the next thing I was going to ask you about, which is how good do you think this team can be in the future? Do you believe what they have here is the foundation Sharon, of something really good as the Grizzlies move forward? I know we always like to try to look ahead, but do you think the foundation is is solid here with, with the coach, with the star point guard, with Triple J? Is this a solid foundation here for the Grizzlies? 
Exactly, because those guys get along on and off the court. They really actually like each other. Everybody knows their role, and they just get along. I mean, every time they talk about it in the post-game interviews or whatever, they, they really get along. They like each other, and then it's just like you just don't want them to bring somebody in who's not, you know, who, who are not going to, like, you know, do with it. Because you don't want to bring nobody in and mess the locker room up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because things look good on paper, but when it actually ha- happens, and then I think conti- continuity and everything goes a long way. Because, like, when people play them, like, everybody talk about their cultural. People love the culture that they have here, you know. And these people, and they really love Memphis. All the players, and then the players, like, one through 15 or how many they got, they treat everybody the same, regardless. And people, nobody's trying to do no more than what they can. You know, it's just like, Ja is the star, but he, you know, around the guys, he's just Ja. He's just Ja. One of the things I've heard coming out of Memphis, Sharon, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear from you. You just kind of hit upon it, was that these guys really love playing there. Like, they really love playing in Memphis. And I think when you're playing in smaller markets, you have a star like Ja or Triple J, you always hear the chatter. You know this. People start saying, oh, well, is he going to go to a bigger market? Is the team going to be able to stay together? This team has this bond and the culture, and they really love Memphis. Does that give you the belief of why the future can be bright because the guys like being there so much? Yes, yeah, so for the simple fact is John Morant was number two in guards in the West, and he made the All-Star team. A small market. But, you know, everybody don't want to go play for the Knicks. Sorry, but nobody. <laughs> Sharon, was that was that a shot a shot at the team I grew up rooting for? Is, is that a shot at the Knicks there? Absolutely, because people, <laughs> every time there's a free agent, people are like, well, they can go to the Knicks. What, like, what good free agent the Knicks have gotten, like, in, I mean. Look. You when the last time the Knicks had a superstar, really? Sis, sister, you ain't got to tell me. The Knicks haven't signed, uh, well, you know, since they re-signed Melo after they traded for him, and that didn't work out uh, surprisingly well for them. But your your point is well taken. The answer is uh, ne- not not any time in recent history. <laughs> not, in, not in our lifetimes. Let's, let's put it like right, that. Right, but it's just like people, people, you know, it's just like, look at Giannis in Milwaukee. Right. I mean, don't, don't, sell, small, don't sell small market teams short, you know? And then, like with the John Morant dunk and highlights, all that, how it uh, had all those numbers on the uh, NBA Instagram pages or whatever. I mean, he's in a small market, but he's turned into a superstar. So I don't think market really had anything to do with it. I, yeah, I, especially, and especially, especially you know, in the age of social media. I could completely agree. Even as somebody who's a a native New Yorker and grew up rooting for the Knicks. I actually think when we see what happened in Milwaukee last year, when we watch what's happening in Memphis, which I thoroughly enjoy watching the Grizzlies, uh, they're my favorite team to watch in the West. I think this is great for the league. And and for me personally, I hope that this is sustainable in Memphis um, because the fans have supported the team well there when they've been a good product on the floor. I used to love watching those grit and grind teams as well too. So the fans there have absolutely supported it. And I'm, I'm definitely Definitely glad to hear that you're optimistic about that and that the guys and the culture there is is so is so tight together. One other thing I wanted to ask you about their future that I know you, I'm sure you wrote up a lot about earlier this year, but there was a lot of talk about do, do the Grizzlies need to make another move? 
that they need to do something. They did nothing at the trade deadline. Uh, you talked about continuity. Do you think that's good for this team? Do you think they need to make another move? Are they another player away? Or do they need to just kind of let this culture build and grow? Well, they, they have a player type. You know, they want somebody to come in, have the right mind frame, have the right attitude that's going to buy in, and then have a high basketball IQ. But like I said, like, things can look good on paper, but when it actually happens, they don't want anybody to come in there and, you know, mess up the locker room because they want to keep John Moran happy. They want to keep Jaron Jackson Jr. happy. They don't want to do that. So I don't know because, like, I to me, I you know, I feel like um, I don't think they should let Tyus Jones or um, Kyle Anderson walk, you know, because they are free agents come in the offseason. But like I said, everything looked good on paper. But, you know, I know they are going to do their due diligence in whoever they sign. Yeah, you know, you know they're going to do that. So, you know, we talked a lot about the future in terms of Memphis, Sharon. But in some ways, you never know what your championship window is. Is the future now for Memphis? Can they really do something this year with this core that they have right now? You know, we could say two, three years from now, but they're a good team right now. They're 48 and 22 number two in the West, is the future now for the Memphis Grizzlies? To me, that's a wait and see because, like I said, I think they could go to the um, Western Conference Finals, but who knows? But it's just a wait and see for me. But I think they have a bright future regardless. That's Okay. That, that That is fair. What, what do you think about the future for the Knicks? You got any, any bright futures for, for the Knicks here that you want to share well, with me? They need to sell the, – the guy need to sell the team. Well, well, that, look, you ain't going to hear – you ain't get no argument from me on that. None whatsoever. No argument from me on that. That is Sharon Brown. I really appreciate you, Sharon, uh, for joining me here. We've been trying to make this happen. I'm glad we were able to, to talk about the Grizzlies. I have a feeling I'm going to be reaching back out to you come playoff time to come back on the show and talk some more Grizzlies, and I really hope that you can do that. But I really appreciate you uh, coming on here and talking to me about some Grizzlies basketball. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have you on my podcast too. Yeah, we got we got to make it happen. I love I love it when we can support each other, and I really encourage everybody. Please go follow Sharon. She's one of the really good beat writers out here. We need to support our women, particularly our black women, who are out here doing this, covering the NBA. And I really appreciate you, sister, for taking the time and and talking to me and and doing that. Yeah, we're, we're definitely gonna connect again for sure. Yeah, and I need people to go um, to my uh, Twitter page. And look, I did an interview with John Morant's uncle, Phil, Uncle Phil Morant, and that's a really good in- interview. Uh, look up Believe in Grizzlies, B-L-E-A-V in Grizzlies, on any podcast uh, platform. Definitely check that out. Yes, yeah, Sharon did a great job with that story uh, interviewing John Morant's uncle. You should definitely check that out. It's a fantastic one. Check it out. It's on her Twitter page. I've been popping up her Twitter handle, Twitter handle on here during the show. It is at Sharon Shy Brown. That is Sharon Brown, as I said, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for the Memphis Flyer. Also, Believing Grizzlies podcast. Definitely check that out. That is Sharon Brown. I'm Dexter Henry. That is it for this episode of the NBA Exchange. Appreciate y'all. Next week, we'll be back with a lot more to talk about. Thanks for checking with us, rocking with us. Until next time, y'all. Peace.